Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Back here at with KC along with our man Rob Brooks, NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, always a pleasure when this brother joins us, man, mostly for the conversations we have before we actually start the conversation of why Rod is here. Uh, but Rod joined the stream with a Parliament Funkadelic shirt, and, of course, that set the you conversation know, we, we off the way our, it was supposed yeah, to be. We're we going, we going down memory lane with all that. But we, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot of 49ers with Rod. But I just – you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to – Put something out there, and then I'm gonna step away and let Rod do his thing, like like uh, like only Rod Brooks can. Cowboys lose again, and they're bringing back Mike McCarthy. Go ahead, Rod. Go ahead, speak. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. You know, I got a visual for you. Can you read this license plate frame? Can you, can you see that? Said I will always hate the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not. Listen, I'm I'm from Houston, Texas. Shout out H Town. Uh, so this is not performative. I hate the Cowboys on a molecular level. Always have, always will. And I'm not making this up. My first real football moment is when Jackie Smith dropped that touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a single-digit Super Bowl. I was Mm -hmm. a little kid. And I remember (laughs) cackling about that. I love the Cowboys losing more than I love my team's winning. I'm a Texans fan, right? They won a playoff game. They're going to play Baltimore. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Watching the Cowboys self-destruct in front of 40 million people (laughs) gave me more joy than watching the Texans win. So we got all of that, right? We got the Cowboys just absolutely just throwing up all over themselves. And I think that's the worst Cowboy loss out of all of them. The Mm. catch is always going to stand up because it's a historical moment. Mm. But this is better than Romo fumbling an extra point in Seattle. This is better than Dez not catching it. This is even better than what the Niners have done to them over the last couple of seasons. For pure entertainment value, (laughs) the Cowboys and the way they lost to the Packers was the best in the world. And my only thing was they lose too bad. Mike McCarthy got to get fired because if you hate the Cowboys, and I assume we all do, you want him (laughs) to stick around. Dog, when I opened up Twitter yesterday and I saw that statement from Jerry Jones, which he clearly didn't write, that he was keeping my thing, I'm like, we couldn't ask for anything. You have Jim Harbaugh, a very desirable head coach, and the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick available at the exact same time after you endure another embarrassing playoff loss. And what does Johnny Walker Blue Label Jerry Jones decide to do? <laughs> you stay with a guy that is a chronic overachiever. I just, I could not be happier about the current situation of the Cowboys. Now, now I will say this, Ron. 
I'm with you 100%. Delo's kind of with you because he is a, a reformed former Cowboys fan. He has since been delivered, but mm-hmm. the Romo, the Romo fumble, that kind of hit him. That kind of hit him just now. I ain't going to lie to you. I saw, I guess, I saw it in his face. Here, I ain't gonna, I, I'm just going to say what it is. And D-Lo, you know this as a reformed Cowboy <laughs> fan. And, and and kudos to you for seeing the light. I saw the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Romo had been holding extra points. Yeah, well, I don't and, know why and, we're bringing this up. Like, I understand I mean, that. I'm, I'm just pointing out. He had been holding. Y'all, y'all two operate <laughs> out of the same playbook. Did you plan this? And field goals the whole year without <laughs> fumbling one. But when it came down to crunch time, all of a sudden, and old Butterfinger showed up, and then he tried to run for the first down and got caught from <laughs> <No>. behind. <laughs> he did try to run. He did not run after that. He did try to run. <laughs> I told you, these ain't jokes, baby. I hate the Cowboys. I can get you everything you want about the Cowboys messing up. <laughs> Dez did catch it, by the way. Just, no, he just, didn't. Just no, for, just for oh, so act. now we just ain't going to pay attention <laughs> to the rules. We just demolished no, no, the no, sign. No, Dez caught it. Dez caught hey, it. hey, Rod, I want to ask you one other thing. Um, non-Cowboys. Related. It was funny, but, but, but before you leave the Cowboys, how many fan bases were celebrating the Mike McCarthy news? Uh, it's like every fan base except Dallas was <laughs> celebrating the Mike McCarthy and Dallas news. fans were gone. They're like, I'm done with the Cowboys. I'm out of here. They were done. <laughs> it's amazing how they're doing things. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you something about Houston real quick because mm-hmm. I was always the belief in the belief that the Texans – just, just the first thing I thought was like, oh, that's still an expansion franchise. They don't have fans. That's still Cowboys territory or if they the Oilers left, like how some people I know in Baltimore, they don't rock with the Colts no more because they're mm-hmm. just done, right? But right. then I sat and thought about it a little bit, and it's been a while since the Texans have been there. They probably have garnered a generation now, like a generation yeah. of, of kids who grew up with the Texans there are now yeah. adults. And yeah. I was like and, – and it was rocking on Saturday, so – I was like, ah, maybe I should get the Texans a little more credit for having like a, a thorough fan base now in Houston as opposed to what I originally thought. Well, they, you know, they've been around for I think it's 22 years on the dot, and that's a small mm-hmm. amount of time, but that's enough time for you to cultivate um, a fan base. And you're right in terms of the generations, you know, old school cats like me who remember the Oilers and then the Oilers leaving to go to Tennessee – we weren't going to become Cowboy fans. We we were, you know, I, I moved out here in 1997 and I'm like, okay, hey man, I'm rocking with the Bay. You know, again, understanding that I'm not a fan, but I'm always going to pull for what's good in the Bay and what's good in Northern California. Then when the Texans showed up, I'm like, okay, now I got a football team back. But if you're a Houstonian, if you're from H-Town, you're not rocking with the Cowboys <laughs> at all. There's a lot of Cowboy fans in Houston. Don't get me wrong. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, the Cowboys being the Cowboys for mm-hmm. what it's worth. But if you're from H-Town, you don't rock with the Cowboys just because you got nothing there. So the right. Texans show up and they've had some success, you know, the J.J. Watt years where they went to a couple of divisional playoff games. But for the most part, it's been kind of mid. I think what they got right now with C.J. Stroud, and that's the thing in the NFL. And, we, you know, we all know this. Get yourself a good young rookie quarterback mm-hmm. and you could go far because of what it does just for your team what it does for your salary cap to be able to build around him. So, you know, C.J. Stroud and this this Texans team, now the younger fans, you know, now this is going to give them something to get behind because that kid right there, you know, along with Brock Purdy, along with Jordan Love, that kid is absolutely special, man. 
Yeah, and your coach, too. Yeah, yeah coaches. Yeah, too. baby. Hey, D'Amico Ryans, absolutely. You know, I, I don't usually rock with them Bama cats, but hey, you know, if, if you can Go make Tigers. my squad better, Go I'll Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we say before we get to the 49ers and the Packers that Rob Brooks saw the Mike Brown press conference the other day the exact same way we did? <laughs> when Mike started talking about canceling the trip to the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> and very specifically naming what Ritz-Carlton oh, he, yeah, was he was going working. to. Oh, he knew. He was working. He got a call the second he got off that podium. Hey, Mike, come through. We got you, big dog. Hey, hey, what's what's that old Cedric the Entertainer joke? And I will assume he didn't steal it. I'm about to say, whose oh, joke hey, is don't, it? Don't do Who's that. joke is it? We don't, don't know do what that. this is. I'm pretty sure it's his. He's like, you know, man, we always looking for the hookup. Our mm-hmm. people always looking for the hookup. He said, we going to get to the pearly gates. He's going to be like, is uh is Jesus here? Mm-hmm. Can, we, can I speak to him for a bit? I need, I need to get that hookup. I love Mike Brown. Is like yes, I am handsomely compensated for the job I do, but I always appreciate the good hookup. So Rich Carlton, holla at your boy. I'm like yeah, Mike, absolutely. Anytime hey, you get, anytime you get that specific about where you're going and where you're staying, you had a motive. And he went for the gusto too. He didn't say double tree. Yeah. He said oh, yeah. He, he said give me the Rich Carlton. <laughs> Uh, let's get into this game a little bit. You started to ask during the commercial break um, about how we're feeling about this Packers 49ers game. This, <laughs> I asked my partner, diehard 49ers fan, what's, you know, who's your ideal po- opponent this weekend? Without hesitation, the Packers. <laughs> I want to play the Packers. This, at least on paper, this is a mismatch. That wasn't a question. I guess that was just <laughs> that was just a statement. This is this is this is a mismatch for a playoff game. It feels like it is with respect to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they had to fight to get into the playoffs to win these games. But who did they beat to eventually beat Dallas? And credit to them for doing that. They had to be Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. And those three teams are not exactly what you would call a murderer's rope. Now, again, for the Packers, those were must-win games. They tightened up. They needed to do that, and they did it. And kudos to them also being a young team and having to to having that pressure on them and then um, not falling to that pressure. Again, Jordan Love, very, very good young quarterback. You like what they do offensively, but for the Niners, it's real simple. If they're able to stop the run, mm and put it on Jordan Love's shoulders, they're perfectly fine with that. And for the Niners, we're going to see the benefit of the bye week. And all we got to do is just go back to when the Niners got the bye during the middle of the season. They were leaking oil and not playing well, especially defensively. They got that bye week, and then they ripped off a bunch of wins. 34-3 to against Jacksonville. Uh, what was it? Uh, 27-14 beating the Bucks. Went to Seattle, beat them 31-13. And eventually that big game in Philadelphia, beating the Eagles and taking them apart. Go ahead and give me and that score, Rod. Go ahead and give me that score. I want to hear that score again. Go ahead. Give it 42-19. to 19. Yeah. Right. I just want to make sure we had that one too. the Eagles yeah. in they, Philadelphia. They ended the they Eagles. they haven't been right since. <laughs> Absolutely ended them. So my point is, is that, you know, the Niners – the, the bye week is of extreme importance mm-hmm. just because it gets them healthy and it gets them rested. And for me, I think you're going to see the same outcome as you saw in the regular season. The Niners go to Jacksonville, take them apart. And from that point, Jacksonville wasn't right, mm. uh, hadn't been right since. I think it's going to be the same thing for the Niners. They're the better team, they're the healthier team because we don't know if Jair Brown is going to play. Uh, for the uh, Packers, he didn't uh, practice once again today. A.J. Dillon, we don't know if he's going to be around for uh, the Packers. And that was, you know, even though it was fairly easy for them to beat the Cowboys, 
that took a lot of effort for them to do that on a short week with the travel. This thing is set up for the Niners too. I I honestly think it's going to be the biggest uh, biggest score of the weekend. I, I do too, and I, I know you know I like the 49ers, but I try to. the The biggest thing with me, Rod, is as confident and cocky as I may come off when I'm talking my talk. I am just as nervous because it's football. It's one game. Sure, Anything sure. could happen. Turnovers, weather, somebody turns an ankle, all this other stuff, and everything that you're trying to get could go go away in a, in a heartbeat. But I'm looking at this game, and there's there's two spots that I see. I just don't see how the Packers overcome. Number one, their defense, the Packers' defense against the run. It's nasty. You know, it's it, it's nasty. And, and if you're going to try and beat Kyle Shanahan, the first thing you need to do is, is stop that run. And I don't think they can yeah. do that. Second, on the Packers' offense side, I look at, what they did against the Cowboys, and I looked at the Cowboys and the Eagles the same way during the season, especially when the Niners would go up against them. I said, they are destructive up front, destructive on the mm-hmm. line, getting to the quarterback, doing those things, both the Eagles and the quarter and the Cowboys. But I would say, if you can hold up, there is a bunch of holes behind that front line. The linebackers oh, yeah. and the secondary for both teams you know. were good, and I thought that's what the Packers did a good job of on Sunday, is they held up and then they just picked apart what they were doing in the secondary and the linebackers. That's not what the case with the 49ers. They are no, proficient no. at the linebacker spot and in the secondary, and I don't think they'll be able to pick apart that defense the way they did Dallas. It's so it, I'm going to start with the Niners defensively dealing with the Packers offensively. Eric Armstead coming back is huge mm-hmm. because we could clearly see the Niners run defense without Eric Armstead was not championship worthy. Eric Armstead coming back, as far as I'm concerned, that is absolutely going to shut down what Green Bay wants to do with uh, with their running game. And then on the back end, as long as the Niners are able to stop the run, they're going to rush four. They'll maybe bring an extra guy if they feel it, but they're going to rush four and then cover on the back end. And I think make Jordan Love try to figure out things from a zone perspective with the back half of that defense. Now to switch to Green Bay uh, dealing with the Niners run game, you're dead on about what Green Bay does not do in terms of stopping the run. They're 29th in rush yards allowed after contact, mm. 906 mm. yards they've allowed after contact, and they're 23rd in yards allowed per rush. That Green Bay defense at about four and a half per clip. And the Niners, they got 74 runs of 10 yards or more, mm. and that's the most in the league. So to me, this sets up for a Christian McCaffrey game, right? And that's obvious. But I want to talk about what Green Bay does not do as far as their linebackers are concerned. Know this, as I'm sure you guys do. Kyle Shanahan is the best in the business at identifying linebackers who are not very good in coverage and exploiting them and exploiting the middle of that defense with those weak coverage linebackers all game long. He's vicious at it. He plays with his food, as uh, as our man Mark Jones likes to say. Quay Walker and uh, who's the other guy? I had it written down here. Quay Walker and uh, Devondre Campbell are two of the – they're good. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade on them, right. but the tape don't lie and the numbers don't lie. Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell are two of the worst linebackers when it comes to pass coverage. We like to call this a George Kittle game mm. where George Kittle and, and others, but mm-hmm. specifically George Kittle, is just going to have anything he wants in the middle of that Green Bay defense. And Kyle Shanahan, he will continue to attack it attack it, attack it. He absolutely will not back off. So my thing is this, credit to Green Bay. They did America a solid in beating the Cowboys last week. 
and they are a professional squad. They are to be respected. But I don't see anything where they have an advantage over the Niners. Mm. If weather gets involved and turnovers get involved, that's a problem. But you can't control that. Things that happen on the football field that the Niners can't control, they are in control, in my estimation, in both phases of the game. So if you can't stop the run game Mm -hmm. and you cannot cover the middle of the field and Jair Brown doesn't play Mm -hmm. and you would think he would be on Brandon Ayuk mostly, Mm -hmm. what are they going to do? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Kyle Shanahan in, in, in your explanation of everything because numbers in, in like the way you just laid out, those are pretty difficult to deny. And I think one of the big reasons that the Packers beat the Cowboys was a matchup that we talked about the Friday prior. It was the Matt LaFleur versus Mike McCarthy matchup. I think Matt LaFleur is a significantly better coach than Mike McCarthy. With that said, I think Kyle Shanahan is a really, really good coach who, strangely enough, doesn't get any credit for it. Why do you think that is? Why do you think when these Coach of the Year conversations come around, it's always about the coach that underachieved with less and not about the fact that Kyle got the most out of his guys with the Last pick in the draft is a starting quarterback. There is an expectation that Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be as good as he is. And, well, he's supposed to win with these guys, and he's supposed to win a Super Bowl. Um, I think when it comes to the rest of the team, not Brock Purdy, and I I understand your point where you would think a guy who, you know, last year in an emergency situation – inserted the last pick in the draft and all of a sudden they're on their way to the NFC championship game on their way back to the NFC championship game this year. You would think the coach would get some credit for that. I think a lot of people look at this Niner team and go Trent Williams walking directly into the hall of fame, Christian McCaffrey, a couple of more seasons like this, he's going to the hall of fame, all pro type player in Brandon. IU uh, pro bowler, all pro type player in Debo Samuel, George Kittle, you know, same thing. Look on the defense. All pros are all pro type players. There's this idea that this Niner team last year, and especially this year, they're stacked. Well, he should win with them. He doesn't win. Well, then that's on him. But if they're winning, they're really winning in spite of him because we all know that's not the case. But yeah, Kyle Shanahan is supposed to do. I, I think he's a victim of his prior successes and his prior failures in terms of not winning mm. Super Bowl. And I think he's a victim of having, which... I'm sure if you ask Kyle Shanahan, he likes to be victimized in this way. He's a victim of having so much talent on both sides of the ball. Any coach would like it. To, like to me, and I get it, people talk about coach of the year and this, that, and the third. To me, the coach of the year is the coach that wins the Super Bowl. Hmm. All right? To me, the, the the MVP is the quarterback or the guy who, who you know, helps his team win a Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl and all that other stuff. I'm, I'm all about what happens with the team. The individual awards, I understand it's important to the individuals, but ultimately it just boils down to marketing. Just so people can say on the first tee at a golf tournament, 
2014 NFC Rookie of the Year, blah, and blah. Like, who cares? I don't care. I should say, who cares? I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, man. I just, sorry, one, no, one last thing on Kyle. Last week, two of his assistants were in the playoffs. <laughs> one of them still yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. I just no, look I mean, forward to what black assistant Kyle's going to hire next. <laughs> hey, Steve Wilkes right now is. Yeah. <laughs> what, what y'all going to do for me? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and, he, and that's not even talking about um, the coaching tree that includes Matt LaFleur or Sean McVay. Yeah, they didn't come yeah. directly from him, but yeah. they all mm-hmm. were in the, in, the, in the same staple. And, uh, Rod, you, you've seen this team all year. Every weekend, every Sunday. And, damn, man, this seems like the year, man. This seems like the team. I've said since August, this is the best year that this organization has had in 30 years to win a Super Bowl. This is the team. And while that may sound like bravado and cocky as a 49er fan, in actuality, it makes me nervous as hell. Because it's like, damn, if they don't get it with this team, how are they ever going to get it done And one of the things that you just laid out, like you said for yourself, I think the team has gone about this season the entire, the the exact same way. Whereas they don't care about Brock Birdie MVP. They don't care about Kyle Shanahan coach of the year. They don't care about this and that. They as a group have one singular focus and that's to win the Super Bowl. And it's always, even when they beat up Philly, when they beat up Dallas, it's cool, but that doesn't get us what our ultimate goal is. And I think they are so locked in as a unit right now on that goal at hand. And and that's why, you know, to boil it down to this game against the Packers, you know, people talk about, well, they should have played more guys, more time in the last game against the Rams. What about Russ? They haven't played. Green Bay is hot. They're young. You know, you got to go. But they ain't tripping on that. Like, like we, we, we need to, to look at the Niners as the Niners look at themselves. We are good. We know we're good. All we have to do is go out there and take care of business as we have. And again, I'm speaking as the Niners, which Mm -hmm. I'm not. But as we have, what, a dozen times? With the exception of when Sean McVay kicked that field goal to go from a 10-point deficit to, I believe, to a 7-point deficit, every game the Niners have won has been by double digits. Mm -hmm. Every single game. Mm -hmm. That's how you know they're cooking with gas. They know how good they are. It's They're confident. You could call it cocky, whatever, and you still got to go out there and prove it and get it done. They know that most assuredly. But if they know that as fans, and I get because as a fan, you really you have zero control over the situation. Mm-hmm. And, and so you just you you're kind of gripping, you're you're nervous or whatever. Yeah, this isn't fun, Rod. This is this right? no, no. I listen, I com- I completely get it. But here's the deal: know that those guys in that locker room. They are prepared, they are focused, and they are very confident and very sure of themselves and who they are and what they can do. Mm. Please know that. Mm. And with all that said, as unbearable as my partner is going to be for the next handful of weeks, I'm in agreement this is absolutely the San Francisco 49ers' best chance to win a Super Bowl. But what I'm not sold on is that this is somehow the 49ers' last chance to win the Super Bowl. Because if the 49ers win... They're going to be favored going into next year. If they lose, why would that change? Why wouldn't they still be favored going into next well, year? They, they, they will be favored, but here's the deal. It is my estimation, other than winning a championship, which is the hardest thing to do in sports, but we know that, right? Let's put that aside. In my estimation, the hardest thing to do in sports 
is to lose a championship and then get back there next year to try and avenge that loss. Shout out to the you Eagles. Know, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. right? It's like it's and and they're they are one of a handful mm-hmm. of those cautionary type tales. It it takes you know there's a lot of luck that that goes into it, injury luck mostly. Um, there's a lot of physical effort clearly that mm-hmm. goes into playing this game, playing it at a high level, and playing enough games to where you can play for a championship. And there's a there's a mental toll as uh, as well. Mm-hmm. To lose a championship and then to have to push that rock up the hill and then to have that rock roll back down the hill for you to go chase it, mm-hmm. turn around and push that bad boy up the hill again. That takes a lot of work and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work from a lot of individuals and a lot has to go right. And if one thing, just one thing doesn't go right. That that rock is rolling back down the hill. So no, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. If for whatever reason the Niners don't win this year, they will be favored, at least one of the top two or three favorites to get back to the Super Bowl. But that kind of really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because you know how 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 healthy are they going to be? Mm-hmm. Um. You know who who are they going to lose? Who are they going to keep? So, I, I think if they understand, even though the Niners are, I believe, the second oldest team. Uh, in the NFL, they 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 know that they can still do this thing at a high level for at least a couple of more years. But they also know, man, they clicking right now. Yeah. They're absolutely clicking right now. And if you don't do it now, can you do it again? Yeah, but clearly everyone can see that this is their best opportunity. Yeah, Rod, you got to come down. Like we talked earlier, man, come champagne and campaign with us. Janet yeah, Jackson, man. Golden One Center. Let's make hey, this happen. Dog. Hey, let's get right out to Soul Bloom. Oh, hell yeah. Get you out here for we can't tell you who's headlining, so we'll text it to you. We okay. Oh yeah, you might you might want to come down for the biggest uh R and B festival in the country that's happening here in May. Yeah. Oh and listen, man, don't threaten me with a good time. Seriously. Yeah. I, you know, but what I am gonna do, because I have not done it yet, I have to come and see a game at uh, the Golden One Center. I oh, have yeah. not yet done it. I was oh, gonna yeah. go last time the Warriors played, um um last time the Warriors played you guys, but I didn't get a chance to. Next time that happens, if it works with my schedule, I'm coming up. I'll let you guys know if uh, if I do it. Hey, to it? our people at the Sawyer, Rod was going to come, man, but he got <laughs> fined by NBC Sports Bay Area. So that Sawyer in downtown, like, I don't know. The wife is going to make him cancel the trip. So you got to work it. That's how we got to work it. Look at brother. Hey, if uh, – if, um, the Niners make it to the Super Bowl. You guys gonna be in Vegas? Well, I mean, I want to. Well, I don't know. That's well, one, one, one of us has been trying to make that happen for a while. But <laughs> I mean, we we could always ask Rod. What are they gonna do? Say no? No. Yeah, well, like, I well, understand. Look, Trust me, I understand. Where am I gonna stay? At the Easy Eight Motel. There, <laughs> there ain't no hotels out there. Like twenty five hundred dollars a night. Man, what you talking about sleeping for? Stay well. There well, you go. Now that. we're talking. There's <laughs> that. Yeah, Aldrin J says we can go to Radio Row and interview the guy who did the, you know, who wants to lose weight with a millionaire show or whatever. Man, whoever Row, they send like, out there. 
I want to it's talk like that you. line from from Star Wars. You oh. will you will never see a more wretched hive. Of <laughs> Somebody that wants oh to talk to God. us about their milkshake that they're trying to That's sell, exactly, <laughs> or players that are there pushing like root cologne or whatever that really don't want to talk. Who to you don't anyway. play football? Yeah. Who are like third string tight ends? Right, like, right. No, it's, it's good. You're exactly who my audience wants to hear right now. Exactly. It's, <laughs> That's fantastic. The third string tight end. For the Panthers. <laughs> cool. Uh, Rod, we appreciate you, man. Thank you as always, brother. Thank you. Oh, man, it's always a blast. Anytime, y'all let me know. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 